Hello, my name is Bonnie Grace Gilday Kennedy, and I'm the owner of Grace of Healing, where I serve as an Akashic consultant and healer. My intention for this podcast is to serve as an inspiration to you finding your own healing through self-love. Together, we will spend time exploring topics that lead us to a deeper understanding of what self-love is and what it looks like for each of us as individuals on our own journey. I am especially excited about interviewing inspiring guests whom have created great feats of healing for themselves through their own acts of self-love. Welcome to episode seven of Self-Love with Grace of Healing. Today, I have a really great friend of mine, Rebecca Ann Helgeson, as my guest. Rebecca Ann is an Akashic healer and energy worker who also focuses on astrology. And I've asked Rebecca Ann to be with us so that she can share sometimes that it would be easier for us to develop and implement self-love rituals for ourselves. Hi, Rebecca Ann. Hello, how are you? I'm doing really well today. I'm super excited for you being here. Well, thank you very much. I'm excited to be here. I have a great passion for astrology and um, really I'm excited to be able to help people understand how they can, even at the simplest level, uh, benefit from understanding what's going on. Yes, so I thought that today we would focus on some of the times in 2021 where the planets are all lined up and that we would have a much easier time or not a much easier time, I guess I would say, where we will have a time that's more conducive to creating change in our lives. And so if you could briefly explain to us about astrology, just how it works. That would give us, I think, a good foundation to start with. Absolutely. Um, One of the first most important things to understand about astrology, as everyone's aware, I'm sure, it's a very ancient uh, science. It used to be considered a science. It only split between like the art of astrology and the science of astronomy in the 1800s. Prior to that, it was always one body of study. Um, But it has evolved just as all other science and art have evolved. What was, uh, you know, benchmark, absolute understanding 100 years ago has evolved and is totally different in the present. That has evolved along with human consciousness of other dimensional realities and the journey that we can take into healing our wounds and thriving going forward and loving ourselves rather than rejecting or hating ourselves, whether overtly or subliminally is is the case for some of us. Astrology is basically, if you think of a clock, like a clock gives us a structure so that we can decide what time it is and what's a good time to do something or a bad time to do something 
you know, you don't set the alarm for 1 a.m. to start your work day, for example, and you wouldn't take a, a big, you know, have a big bleep go off at 1 p.m. so that you could take take a long nap. I mean, it, a clock helps us structure what we're doing. And in many ways, astrology is like that, but it's a cosmic clock and it helps us understand what time it is cosmically. Is it a time to support certain types of endeavors or is are we better off waiting and doing them at another time? Similarly, is it a like a crummy time to launch an, a particular effort or endeavor? And if it is a crummy time, then what will be a good time? But even with the timing, like a, a lot of people think, well, you know, the, this is happening like this, you know, Mars and Mercury are in conjunction. So I can't help it if X, Y, or Z. No, the wise person rules their own stars or their own chart. It's all about free will choices that we can make. And our, like, if you have 10 fabulous opportunities, but you're not open to them and you're not prepared for them, they can just pass you by. Right. Yes. I didn't have any idea that astrology was another way that we could really empower ourselves. So this is even more fascinating to me at this point. So I want to hear a little bit more about that before we start, if you could. Absolutely. Well, um, as I said, it's all free will choice. And there are times that are more supportive or less supportive for any kind of choice we make. But once we choose to act, we can, there is a shadow expression of every planetary configuration and planet and the sun and the moon. And there are also um, light expressions. So for example, someone might say, oh, well, you know, Mars and Pluto are here. And so I couldn't help it that I just blew up and treated people, you know, someone I love terribly they'll blame it like, oh, well, there here was this external thing. So I'm blameless. No, it's like the challenge would be, oh, under these circumstances with these intense planets and emotions, how can I choose to go deeper using that energy to have an awakening and to institute a new way of being? So what I just heard you say is that that reflects us or we reflect astrology by having a light side and a shadow side mm-hmm. as the cause that cosmo i mean that's amazing to me yeah yeah so there's always a you know we reflect it it reflects us and that's another important aspect of astrology to understand like people will say well, if you look at these planets, you can see why this happened because the planetary influences were thus and so. But the truth of the matter is, it's of correspondence. If you look at what happens in a human life, an individual human life or a collective, you know, a society or whatever, if you look at what actually happened and then you go and look at what the planets were doing, Well, yeah, you can see it. So you can see it first in what happens in the individual and there will always be planetary correspondence. So it's not so much that the planets are making anything happen. It's that we make things happen 
through our light or shadow choices and behaviors. And it will correspond to what's going on in the cos cosmic clock or the cosmic crucible. So really, when you think of it, there are times when there are like portals that are more of that are open and available to us under certain aspects. And other times when, you know, you could put forward immense amounts of effort and go one inch when the portals open, you could put up in a, a tiny amount of effort and they unfold. So, you know, we're basically looking in astrology at opportunities, openings, and correspondences that will support our path. Cool. I love this. Yeah. I love this. So oh, cool. when are some times, when are some times in 2021 that we can look to for those portals to be open and us be able to put some effort towards self-love and really gain big results? Well, I will say this. I started looking at that and I have some some good material in 2021 to talk about, but there are some of the most momentous astrological things that support awakening that are going to be happening in the next two, two weeks. So I want to talk about them too. This is like now. And even if you're listening to this, you know, and December 20th has passed or whatever, these are influences that they will initiate on these 2020 dates I talk about, but the influence is going to be effective over the next several years. So just because it starts or initiates in 2020 doesn't mean that it's not incredibly applicable in 2021 as well as 22 and 23. Anybody who follows astrology at all will know that over the last year we've had at any given time set six to eight planets in a retrograde motion, which basically means their usual energy is internalized and not as accessible to us. But it's also time when we sort of revisit territory to mine what's there at the deeper level. So then when a planet goes direct again, suddenly the full, full energy of that planet becomes accessible to us again. There are currently only two out of all those planets that are still going retrograde. And the most important one coming up immediately is December 17th. And the planet Chiron will go direct. It's in the sign Aries. Aries is the sign of trailblazing leadership, bursting through limitations, exploring new territory, and moving with courage. Um, not necessarily fearlessly, but being able to walk through the fear and go forward anyway, which is a very Aryan trait. Chiron is the wounded healer in all of us. The mythology of the planet Chiron and the meaning of it is it represents in our person's chart where their, their wounds are and what they came to heal in this life in order to accelerate their awareness or awaken into greater consciousness. So Chiron represents the, the wounded one who healed, learned, grew, and then became the teacher. Yay. 
I can identify with that. So I can look for a really amazing experience on the 17th. I'll be open to it and meditating. <laughs> it will be the beginning of it. At, it will go direct. Um, and also on December 17th. That's not all. Saturn, which represents structure, the planet representing structure and enfoldment in time, the creation of structures that work and organization. It also represents restriction and limitation, which is the definition of the material world. <laughs> it's full right. of restrictions and limitations, right? Uh -huh. That which has been in Capricorn uh, an earth sign for the last two and a half years is moving into Aquarius. And Aquarius is both the sign of the Aquarian age, which is all about for the good of the collective, awakening inventions, new creations that work in the future, like all sustainable types of energy production or developing uh, agricultural methods that are sustainable and green. All of those things fall under Aquarius. And also all scientific inventions from space travel to vaccine development. <laughs> right. That's what I was thinking about when you were saying that. Yeah. Right. We're all ruled by Aquarius. And the Aquarius represents the creation of things that are for the good of the whole. So to have Saturn structure, it's like we're going to have new structures that suit Aquarian demands, that fulfill the demands of the present and the future. Nice. And this is happening the same day that the wounded healer, again, has access to energy to go forward rather than just be learning more deeply it's suddenly, it's like, oh, now expression can be given to that. Uh, and then on December 19th, <laughs> I could not leave out 2020 here. <laughs> December 19th, the sign Jupiter, which stays in each sign for a year, and is this a planet of expansion, growth, higher mind, higher consciousness, higher learning. And when I say higher learning, I mean like philosophy and law and medicine as compared to uh, arithmetic and, you know, basically learning to read or something like that, which is Mercury governed. That also goes into Aquarius on the 19th. So all that expansion will be for Aquarian ends, as I just described all the characteristics of Aquarius. It'll be conjunct Saturn, so it means this structures and how to get something done at a, in the material or 3D level will conjoin with this expansion and enhancement and growth. I mean, it's it's a collision, basically, of very different energies, but they are conjunct only once every 20 years, Saturn and Jupiter. So but this is a so this is a very big opportunity for those of us who really have dedicated our life to expansion, right? I mean, that's gonna Absolutely. provide us a very and good opportunity to, to create that. Wow, that's exciting. And they have, but they have not been in together in Aquarius in 600 years. Oh, wow. I mean, they come together as planets, but the, they haven't been in the sign Aquarius. They've come together in other signs. So this is like an, a momentous 
event. And the way I read it is those who have been preparing and those who have been working their stuff, working on their wounds. Those of us who have, we know who we are. <laughs> exactly. Um, there'll, be, there'll be an entire new support, both in terms of structure and inspiration and a new enthusiasm for the creation of all these solutions. Nice. In, and the how, you know, in your particular life and practice, it could be solutions for how to make something you're working with work even better. Mm-hmm. And this meditation that you're talking about on the 20th, so we have these three big things happening, the 17th and 19th. So these, these are some of the biggest things that are happening in human history in the last 600 years. I'm so glad that I'm here to have this experience to see what happens. It you know? yes. Yeah, what it means, what it means for everybody, not just for me, but right. for all of us, you know. Absolutely. And of course, there's bound to be, you know, we've known for a long time that we're watching the last gasps of the dying order, which are all about individuals gaining at the expense of the many. Right. Got- 97% of Americans. <laughs> oh, let's hear the statistic. So 97% of Americans are probably thinking that may happen, and half of those Americans are waiting for it to happen with bated breath. <laughs> yeah. The next thing I have to talk about as openings for the for 2021, um, as I said, there are, have been all these planets that have been retrograde through most of 2020, on December 17th, Chiron goes direct. The final of them that have been retrograde goes direct on January 15th, 2021. It is Uranus and Uranus is going direct in the sign of Taurus, which is a creator and builder. Taurus likes to bring into tangible form and complete and make functional in the, in the 3D world, whatever creations it comes up with. Uh, Uranus is the ruler of Aquarius and all those invention in, in inspiration, really those quantum leap things like one five-year period, people had little DOS boxes that they were maybe putting some a few documents in for their offices. And five years later, there was the internet and personal computers. That's Aquarius in action. It has to do with things that are electronic. It has to do with things that are scientific. It's inventions. It's new ways of doing things that just, it's like Aquarius just comes in and goes, here's the future. And whatever was before is like totally replaced and in very short order. Fantastic. Uh, Fantastic. So that's happening January 15th. And that's an incredible energy to have access to for what is the individual trying to build in their consciousness and their and their path to, you know, greater fulfillment and realization and and integration with interdimensional realities and spirit beings and helpers. When planets go direct. Even though it's very precise and they go direct like to the minute and seconds, they go from not, 
it takes usually a couple, three days, four days, five days for the, the energy to ramp up and okay. for it to be fully. Now, that's if they're going direct. This doesn't apply to when a planet changes a sign. Right. You know, I like, understand. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, so, it, you know, like I used to always want to do things at the beginning of a new moon because the energy is going to build. But what I would find is if I did it like the first day or two of the new moon, the energy was was just it's like an infant. All it does is sleep and eat. <laughs> Mostly. <laughs> And I mean your magic, not not the astro astrological magic, but in all of your magic, when would you think would be the first day in 2021 to begin to build a new self-care plan? On January 22nd. So what happens January 22nd? Okay. Mars, the North Node of there's something called the South Node and the North Node in astrology. And the North Node represents, uh, and this is evol an evolutionary type of astrology, which is what I practice. Um, there are several different kinds. But um, the South Node represents all the skills and habits and wounds that you come into the, this incarnation with from your past lives. The South Node is everything you've completed, done, mastered, or been scared of and not been able to heal. The North Node describes what you came in to master in this new incarnation. It's nice. Your lessons and what you're doing and how you're you know, going to proceed. So it'll give you clues to the nature of that. Where do we get the North and South Node? And a birth chart is by where the north, the nodes are in the sky. The no nodes will spend like a year to two years in the same signs, and they'll be opposite each other for that whole time. And then they'll go into new signs for another year or two. And it all depends on different kinds of mathematical calculations of planetary and node movements, but we don't need to, that's just technical. I mean, the technical is the foundation for how when it happens. But what's important is that the North node is also out there in the world and in the sky affecting the entire world population all the time. And right now the North node and for the next year or so, maybe even longer, I didn't look past the next year, it's in Gemini and the South node is in Sagittarius. So we're drawing collectively on our history of wisdom and higher learning and higher mind to create a day-to-day, -day, like Gemini represents how do we function in day-to-day -day reality and our ability to use our mind and our ability to discipline. Well, Mars is going to be conjunct the North Mode node in Gemini on January 22nd. And Mars is like the, the Aries energy. It's like the do it, that take, it's time to take action. Mars enables us to take creative and effective action to go forward. So having that energy right on top of the North node, which is the future that we came to create, whether we're talking individually or as a nation or as a, a world, that's a great time to start a new program, to institute new behaviors. And I would further add, because it's Gemini, 
a great way to do it is to take baby steps. Of course, all. Gemini isn't into repetition and things taking a long time. Like there's a lot of uh, sort of multitasking at a boredom level. You do a new thing for seven minutes and then you go on with whatever. You know, that baby step approach is going to help, but us all the more so when it's in Gemini, it's going to yield more results. One of the things that I've discovered throughout my life is this. If you're going to make change, you do it slowly and you do not do it from a place of deprivation. If you feel like you're losing, it may take one month, two months, three, whatever it takes at some point you will give up and you will feed that deprivation, whatever it is. Right. Yes. So this gentleness with self, creating a plan, taking a step toward it, not scaring or frightening and not scaring or overburdening yourself as you go. Yes. Relishing and small victories, you know, like really appreciating and having compassion for yourself. Right. When's the next time? The next time is a period from February 1st to February 18th. The following planets, Venus, Saturn, Jupiter, Sun, and Mercury will all be in Aquarius at the same time. Now, every year, there is a time of the year, I mean, when most of those things will be in the same sign for a little while. So the fact that they're all in the same sign for a little while is is like an annual occurrence. But one, not quite so many. But number two, what's important there is this because this is the sign that's been activated or being activated with after one year and one and a half year respectively, um, both Saturn and Jupiter are going to be there. Like there are plenty of years when there could be all those all the planets, but Saturn and Jupiter would not join them. And the fact that this is this grand hundred year conjunction in Aquarius and Saturn and Jupiter will both be, still be right in the middle of Aquarius at the time all the other planets. It opens up like this 18 day, it's like it's February 1st to February 18th. They will all be like the emphasis on Aquarius is going to be way bigger than it would be just in a, you know, a normal year of them coming together. Like in, you know, what's next? Aquarius, then Pisces. And for a while in Pisces, we'll have Venus sun and mercury will be in the same sign at the same time but jupiter and saturn won't so what i hear you saying is february 14th this year could be an epitome of self-love it could be you could be your own valentine right absolutely and to make it even greater i was just talking about the importance of the nodes Mm -hmm. um and that the node the North Node is in Gemini this year. Every There are something called aspects in astrology, and some are highly supportive and uh, make things easier for you, and some of them create challenges and make us work or delve into. But the supportive ones are trines, and all of those planets in Aquarius will be trine the Gemini North Node. At the same time, they're all clustered in this 
sort of like bombshell Aquarian energy for for not just this new year, but the the new decades to come. Sort of like we're entering a new era in human history, and then it's trying uh, the North Node, which is all about our progression our progression in our own path of healing and awakening and self-love. Just to make a note of it, too, is that it'll that means it'll be sextile, the south node, and uh, the, all those planets. And what that means, the south node, again, is everything, all our gifts, talents, the history we've brought. So people may also have treasures of our history, soul history. Uh, having a sextile to the to the south node also opens access for that stuff. So, so that's something to look for. Yeah, that's exciting. Can you give us one more? There is a March in March 2021, March 25th to be exact, 2021 through April 1st of 2021. We have this beautiful, I talked about Chiron going direct. It's the wounded healer. It's an Aries, which is you know, we'll, we'll act with courage to brave new paths and go where we haven't gone before. That's March. for the Trekkies out there, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, for anyone who didn't get to reference. <laughs> so from March 25th to April 1st, Venus, beautiful planet of love, and it's our sense of self-love. It's our sense of aesthetic appreciation, our sense of... Uh, tactile and sensual pleasure at all levels, smell, touch, taste. You know, Venus is all about what gives us, I would call it, uh, uh, rushes of love. <laughs> nice. Experiences. <laughs> experiences. Experiences of love and experiences uh -huh. that, that just feel good or feel wonderful, you know, um, which love always does, right? <laughs> Produces a lot of joy, doesn't it? It's conjunct. For those five days, that wounded healer Chiron in Aries. So, and with the sun there, the sun is like the I am presence. It's the I am in the universe. Like I am an identity. I am alive. I am here. And it's blended. The energy of it is completely blended with that Venus love energy and pleasure, visceral pleasure energy, and they're conjunct wounded healers. So it's like there's an opportunity for a huge dose of wonderful feelings cascading into the wounded places. I love that. I actually feel like that while we are wounded, we have fears that, that something is so weak. And then once we heal, we realize that that same thing is our greatest strength, like vulnerability. Right. Yeah. right. Yeah. And, and the capacity to feel so deeply and when what you're feeling deeply is the love energy, mm -hmm. love in the universe, love inside, love in connection with, with is such an excellent feeling. And right, it becomes a strong point rather than... Right rather than a weak point. Well, listen, Rebecca, and I have to tell you, I had no idea that there were going to be so many opportunities. So there are three opportunities the first three months. And so what I would ask is that you come back and you give us more information later so that it's not something 
that we're forgetting about, right? You can tell us about the rest of the things maybe further on into the year. Well, listen, let's give, let's give folks your information so they can find you. Okay. Halo Healing Arts, Kashuk Records, hyphen Halo Healing Arts on Facebook. Uh, you can go to Halo, it's H-A-L-O, Healing, H-E-A-L-I-N-G, Arts, A-R-T like Tom, S like Sam, dot com, which is my website. So you can go to either of those. You can text or call me at area code 305-343. And um, I love that I've had this opportunity to be with you all. I'm going to repeat my phone number, 305-343-2896. And um, thank you so very much for this opportunity.